active right now and everything we say from this point on is live and then i'll edit once we start and let's see it's 158 oh this is perfect okay now do you if you see it on your facebook uh you should be okay come on come on come on come on facebook well i'm only okay, here looking we go at this I'm right now you, yeah right now you should be able to see it live on facebook on my facebook and then you can share it so if you can, can refresh i share it after face. can i share you, after yeah, you can share it after. And if okay. you people, okay, let's see right now to see. Uh, here we go. And this is all right. We already have people watching. So let me share this to. Okay. Okay. All right. And let me turn this off. All right. All right. Okay. And here we go. And let's share. Okay. Now I can share this. 32 shares or uh, no that was last show this show episode live zoom all right uh well hello 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 and welcome to another episode of the laughter for all podcast this is comedian nazareth and as you all know since the pandemic started we not only focus on comedians or being funny but uh, also on people who can help you uh go through this pandemic take your anxiety and your fear away your depression away and also encourage you and so we've had several physicians who talked about how you can stay healthy during the pandemic we had um, models who talked about insecurity and how to like yourself but today i have a wonderful wonderful guest with me and i want to be fair uh, to all her credits so I'm going to read them to you because she's really going to help you today. Really, really, you're going to get help. So please, if you have any questions, you can put it in the comments and uh, we can look at them. But uh, uh, Lavon Earl is the founder and director of YKI Coaching Associates. She's a master certified Christian coach and trainer for YKI Coaching. Her professional training includes coaching, counseling, neuro-linguistic programming, Suzu healing, which I want to find out in a minute what's that, S-O-Z-O healing, and vision therapy. She has board experiences in handling various life issues and is capable of helping you to achieve emotional wellness. If you are experiencing any area of sadness, grief, or emotional turmoil, you have come to the right place Lavon understands the pain you're experiencing and knows exactly how to help bring you some quick relief along with helping you to make the changes necessary for lasting wellness. She works with both individuals and couples. Lavon Earl has been married for 33 years, has three children, two more children through marriage and three grandchildren. She has a solid understanding of God's word and works well with those experiencing conflict in their relationship. She has the ability to relate and understand others. So how, what a beautiful experience you have to share with us. Thank you so much, Lavant, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me on here. Thank you. Where is home for you? I'm in Laguna Niguel, California. So it's pretty warm here. Is that where the Ritz Carlton is? A little bit of sweater, finally. <laughs> oh, it's, it's warm today, warmer than yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, my teeth were yesterday it was cold like it was California 68 that's like minus 2 in other states and my teeth were doing the river dance I'm like I'm shaking so thank you so much Lagoon Enigal we love to go by the Ritz Carlton over there and just over walk on the beach right in front of it. Yeah. Uh, so it's beautiful area. Thank you uh, you know tell me before we start what is sozo healing? S O Z O healing. What is that? Sozo healing really means wholeness, wellness. It's a word in the Bible, really. Sozo, it just means complete wholeness. Um, there's a certain methodology that is used to create this wholeness. And um, if you look at the Bible, it's really a psychology book. It's how we have been um, affected by our mothers, fathers, siblings, life circumstances and events. And so we, in, in Sozo Healing, they take and they uh, relate these things like Father God, like what has happened in your life to affect your relationship with Father God? What has happened in your life to affect your relationship with Jesus Christ? And what has affected in your life to affect relating to the Holy Spirit? So it's really just complete wholeness and, you know, different events that happen in our life affect those different aspects of the Trinity. We know God to be one, but he is three in one. And so those different aspects are really uh, affected different ways that we view things. For example, uh, the Holy Spirit, possibly you might've had mother wounds in your life. And so comfort for you is hard to understand. It's hard to achieve. So you might have some Holy Spirit wounding that's keeping you from having a complete relationship with the Holy Spirit. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Just think if you have father wounds, it might be hard for you to trust God as father. Also, if I have issues with my own father, then I have a problem with uh, with the father, God the Father, right? Is exactly. that what you're saying? Exactly. You can. It can. It can. We can't say can. exactly, but it can. And it's a way to explore. Uh, there's different methodologies that we use to explore these things. So sozo healing is one avenue that we can explore what has happened in your life you know we are symptomatic people we act from things that have happened to us in our life and we are symptomatic so oftentimes when people are um, doing drugs or they're having problems in their life and conflict it's because of symptoms and root problems that we need to get to and find out what they are so we can break those roots and really set you free so you can live the whole beautiful life that god came to give you Wow. So what is neuro, what do you call it? What do we call uh, neuro-linguistic programming? What yeah, is that? Is that... Thanks. It's, you know, short for it's just NLP. We just say NLP, but neuro-linguistics programming. So this is a very biblical principle. My whole goal and, uh, and passion and journey and what I do is to give God back the glory because man comes along with these fancy terms like neuro-linguistics programming, NLP. What is that, right? Really, it's the thoughts we think, the words that we speak, and how we are programming our mind. A very, very biblical principle that God said all along to be careful about your thoughts, to take them captive, to be careful about what you say, to only speak life. And so these are God principles, but man somehow comes along and creates them and then removes God from them. And my goal is to put God back in and where he belongs because he created these things all along. 
That's amazing. Now, you you are referred to as a you, you coach, Christian coach, but as a Christian coach, what do you do? What does a Christian coach does? Well, our programming, every Christian coach, I can't speak for them, but for us in our program, we call it the YKI method. And what that means is your kingdom inheritance. We believe that everybody has a kingdom inheritance that God died to give you. And we want to help you live that. It also stands for, you know it, because we don't advise. We believe in empowering you and believe that you know the answers and we want to help bring them out of you. We want to direct you to your ultimate life coach, which is Jesus Christ, because he's going to reveal to you the answers. You can have five different solid Christians speaking to you and giving you great solid advice, but only one will know the right answer. And that one is Jesus Christ. And he will speak and reveal that to you. So our methodology that we use, we work in the six key areas of your life and we help you to identify the truth about what is currently happening in your life. So you can set the goals that you need, make the plans and have a great purpose in your life and achieve success so that you can do what God has called us to do and go and comfort other people and help them to also to reap for success. And so it's a wonderful uh, pebble that keeps going because that's how God created us. He said, he's going to help you to become a disciple and then he's going to help you to go and make disciples. And so that's what we do is that we want to help equip you to your complete wellness and then help you to go out into the world so you can help other people. Right. Uh, tell them I'm in the shower, please. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, it's fun. It's very interesting because you you bring everything from a biblical perspective. Because the way you sound when we hear people talking like that, talking about you know your goals and your vision and you know your thoughts and all that, we start going, "Ooh, stay away!" Oh, this is psychology, and we don't want to bring psychology into our biblical life. But uh, it's amazing that you are, you know, using the Bible. So let me see. Let's say I, I walk into your door and knock and said, hey, can you help me? Can you do these six areas that you talked about? How, how would you, as a patient, let's say I'm a patient coming to you. How would you help me with I those said, No, not areas? you, Nazareth. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, of course. Well, the first thing you would have to discover is, is what is going on. Where do you feel that you need help, right? And so that's the first discovery is truth. So what we do first is offer an evaluation. You might immediately come in and know exactly what you want to talk about. And so you might say, you know, I really need to talk about this relationship. There's a conflict going on and you know exactly what you want to talk about. And we're going to discover what's the truth in that relationship. We're going to discover a goal that you want to have in that relationship. And even the purpose behind that goal, like let's just say you want to have a great marriage. Well, what's the purpose behind having a great marriage? Why do you want a good great marriage? It has to be some great purpose in it. The great purpose is so you can leave a legacy. So you can leave a legacy of love. So you can keep a family whole and complete so that generations to come will be healthy and well because you were able to reconcile this relationship in your marriage and so we will help you with that and then we determine some plans and some steps to take to get you there and then uh, accountability to help you really stay with it 
So, but let's just say you come in and you don't know what's wrong. You're depressed. You're like, I don't even know. Like I just am overwhelmed and I don't know what's wrong with me. And so we're going to go through and have an evaluation and see what's going on. Let's what's going on with your spiritual walk. Let's take these six key areas and really discover it. So maybe you on this call are listening right now and you're like, that's me. I don't, I don't know what's going on in my life. So let's just do a little minute here. And so let's discover what's happening in your spiritual life. Like, are there, is it, are you coming in and meeting with God every day and what's keeping you from that? And how are you feeling about God? And so we're going to explore there and find out what is the truth about your spirituality. And then we're going to move into like your relationships. How are your relationships functioning? Well, let me stop you before, on? because I'm, I'm acting like I'm the patient here. Yeah. Okay. You know, my spiritual life is good. I'm spending time, but I'm having a hard time praying. I mean, every time I start to pray, it's just like, you know, it's like a two minute and then I'm gone. And, uh, I try every day, but, uh, what do you, how can you help me with that? So, so where are you praying? Are you, do you have a place that you pray every day? My secret place, my quiet place in the morning where you I'm going to the closet or, uh, well, I have, uh, I have my, my actual like recliner in my master bedroom where it's my quiet place. Okay. So you lay back on a recliner to pray. Uh, not really. I do breathing exercise, but then I pray, but I'm having a hard time and I'm using an example too. It's not, but, uh, okay. I'm having a hard time praying. I don't know. I just ask God, give me this, give me that, and then move on. Yeah. Well, I would say we would, let's find out the truth about how you're praying and then Mm. let's move into an experiential prayer. Cause I think part of the problem with people in prayer is they don't understand how to experience experience God and experience his word. And that's where we are a little bit different. So we want to help you experience it. And one of the ways that we do that is through godly anchoring. And so we use this sense that's part of our NLP practice. And so I'll share a little bit about that with you. So NLP again, is your thoughts and the words that you say, right? Well, when we anchor ourselves, we want to use the sense of smell and thoughts to help anchor in us an experience that God has for us. For example, maybe you like a certain smell and we have you anchor it in your palm of your hands and begin breathing it, beginning imagining, beginning your mind and focusing on what God has for you through a certain scripture. So there might be scripture. So my time this morning was Isaiah 11, one and two, and it talks about the anointing that we receive so that we can have power and clarity and understanding. So as I'm praying, I want to focus with the sense of smell and I want to anchor myself with what does that look like to have power from God? What does that look like to have the anointing? And I want to use every sense in my being to paint the picture for myself. Maybe I move into vision and visualize myself powerfully speaking. Maybe I visualize myself powerfully teaching my children. So there are visions we want to help create for you in your spiritual life. So you get excited. Like that's my favorite time of the day. I can't wait to get up and spend time with God in the morning because I get to experience his love. I get to experience that comfort, that peace, that like joy that just springs up because I'm, I'm experiencing through all of my senses. We want to use our sense of touch, smell through our essential oils that we're using, taste, whatever it is, if it's in your, in your tea that you're having that morning, 
all of it are going to be anchored in and how you feel so that you are anchored in Christ. And I'm telling you what, you're going to look forward to running and being with God in the morning because you're going to like, that is the greatest part of my day. This is wonderful. Okay. Second area, spiritual is one of the six. Yeah. What's the so second then, one? If you're going to move into relationships then, and we want to talk about like, of course, that's broad. It's vast. We all have more than just one relationship in our life, right? We talked about our relationship with the Lord and then moving in, maybe the your uh, relationship with your spouse. How's that going? Your relationship with your children, your friends, your employer, your employees, your fellow uh, Christians that you're hanging out and surrounding. There's conflict that happens and we need to know what's going on so we can resolve it and oftentimes 95 percent of the time if not higher we are the ones that are self-sabotaging our life so we need to discover that so we can help you not sabotage your life and have peace and harmony in your relationships a lot of times it's because of unforgiveness or because of the way you're viewing somebody and so in NLP, we discover more things like how people learn. Do you know, oftentimes we see through our glasses, our lens, we're like viewing life through our perspective and we forget that there's another perspective out there. Like let's, maybe they learn differently than you. Maybe they're a very sensitive person. Maybe they're an auditory person. They need to hear things more than one time. Maybe they're a visual person. They need to see things or experience things. So people learn differently. And oftentimes we come at things from our own perspective instead of really having that empathy necessary to understand how other people are viewing things. Okay, let, let, give me an example. Okay, I'm, I'm using myself, not my real self, but as an example. Okay, I have a great marriage. I have 25 years of, 24 years, beautiful marriage. I love my yeah. wife. She's so godly. Okay. I was just thinking of a joke, but it's really a reality. Christians, we are, do not keep a record of wrong. We don't keep a record of wrong. But when you start arguing with your spouse and they said, well, give me an example how I did that wrong. And you go, I can't think of any because you're not keeping a record of wrong. <laughs> but then sometimes you are, you're thinking like, oh, well, this and this and this, uh, just to try to solve the issue and get over it. Well, but at the same time, it's like, but I'm not keeping a record of wrong. I don't remember. <laughs> how but i know there's a problem <laughs> how do you deal with that well i think uh that we need to see first of all our perspective i think it's really important to take on the servant's mentality and always see where you went wrong because we definitely need to see what the light shining on us because if we're looking at other people and we're saying well you're doing it this way wrong you're doing it that way wrong then we're going to really miss on how to create that empathy and see from their perspective. So we need to take on and say, how am I speaking to them? How am I listening to them? Am I advising or am I asking questions? How can I communicate better so that I can help not set them on the offense? What can I do? And that's hard to always do 100% of the time. None of us get that right. You know, we are our humans and we're going to make mistakes. And as, even as Christians and walking in the Holy Spirit, we're going to get it wrong. We're not always going to be able to communicate with somebody perfectly. That's just not the way life works because everybody has a different way of learning. So, but if we take the uh, humble approach and allow the other person to tell you what you could do better, then you're gonna improve your own way. And that will open up the door to model for them on allowing you to speak into their life to say, well, 
how you spoke to me, it offended me. And if you could do it this way, that would help me better. So, but I say model it first so that you can say, you know, what could I have done better? How could I have handled that better to make you feel loved, to make you feel hurt and spit out? What could I have done better? So if you want me to give you an example, maybe from my life that might help. I mean, yes, I, please, I don't please. Think, none of us get things right perfectly all the time. So maybe using an example of um, my son is that even just recently, and I'm a, a human, we all get tired at the end of the day. And you know what, he, he wanted me to cut his hair and it was like eight o'clock. I'm also a hairdresser for many years, but I only do my hair oh. now. So he wanted me to cut his hair at the end of the day. And I was, I was tired. And so I was like, okay, go get the chair and we'll, we'll get this done. So that tone of voice made him feel not loved, not special, and not like I was doing extra things, but from my flesh, I was tired. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then he was like, well, gosh, I, I just want to feel special. I want to feel this. So see how the miscommunication can happen. And it's really just because one person's tired, one person wants something, and it's kind of like this. And so I need to come in at a humble approach and say, okay, how could I have said that better so that you understand that I love you, but also I'm tired? How could I have done that? Now, my asking on a question approach helps him to answer it and then also hear that I'm tired, see? And so that opens the door to model that. So then I could say, well, how could you do that better next time? Right. So if we will model that first for them, they can speak and say, well, you could have said it like this. And then I wouldn't have been offended. And then it gives you then the second turn to say, well, can I share with you how I think it could have been handled better? And then it opens the door because you're asking a question. I teach on questions about communication through all our training, our uh, YKA method of, of uh, coaching training is that we really can have an entire question uh, conversation based on questions. And I love that. And I think that's, you know what, that's the perfect setting. And I think you as a professional maybe are able to do that. But I, let me tell you a reality. Reality is you lost your, you, you, you have no income since March. Your kids are home with you 24 hours. Yeah. Your wife is there and you just, ah, you like, you'd like to, like, it's like, Oh, I want to eat a salad, but when I see a, a meat, I'm gonna go for the for the cheesecake. You know what I mean? So, wow, how can someone you say, okay, oh, this is great, I would love to do that, but I know for sure I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna get there. I'm gonna be at I'm at the end of my rope. And uh -huh. uh, what do you? Yeah, how do you deal with that? For people that are indoors and they're you know the job losses, the children around, there is a heightened sense of you know anxiety. And so I know that, uh, you know, hostilities are higher. A lot of things are higher because of that. I would say the very first number one thing is to pause, take an exit. Mm -hmm. There's always an exit, walk out the front door and just take a pause, take a breath. That's the most important thing you can do first. Number one, remember even just from having a, a baby that had colic, and it's like, obviously, even as a mom, this child screaming, 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 we didn't have COVID, but I felt like 100% in lockdown with this child that had colic. And so, so I would not harm the child. The first A number one thing I needed to do was step out the door, put the child in a safe place in the crib, go outside for a minute, take a breath, calm myself mm. and that way, come back in. And I would say in the same situation, we are just dealing with COVID and we're dealing with people that are in lockdown. So the number one thing before reacting learn to breathe, 
learn to step outside of the situation and pause. And then you can come back in with some of the tools and things that we teach you, like the anchoring that I spoke of. So I would say anchoring yourself while you're outdoors. Remember that you are calm, patient, calling upon the Holy Spirit to renew your mind, breathing, allowing that energy to come into you. And with job losses and things like that, as you anchor yourself in Christ, God will give you creativity and perspective so that you can get a job. He will work all things out for you for your good. It will happen for you. Your relationship will be reconciled. Peace and harmony will be in your home. It's your job to come in and anchor yourself in Christ. And so if you can remove yourself from the situation and re-anchor yourself and re-focus um, on your peace and harmony, as you do that, creativity will come into you and you will get the right answers. This is gold. I feel I need to pay you. This is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. All right. The next area, which is um, physical, I think uh, you talk about, I listened to your talk, uh, mm -hmm. uh, physical. Okay. What do you say to someone who's like, oh, I'm going to go on the keto and then I'm going to do yeah. this and I'm going to then... A week later, you're not. I said, I'm going to eat vegetarian. And yesterday I was at a place and they offered me all this filet mignon and I ate it. How, how do you, how do you discipline yourself? Uh, uh, you know, how, how can you help someone to discipline themselves to, to lose the weight or awesome. to exercise? Well, I also know that every single area overlaps, right? So how you're doing in your spiritual life is going to affect your relationship life. How you're doing physically is going to affect your emotional life. Your everything overlaps, right? How your finances are, it's going to come in and affect your relationships. So how you're doing physically is going to affect every area of your life. So A, number one, having a goal is great. But the purpose behind the goal is what drives it. So what it would be the reason that you want to do keto? What is the reason? What is the reason you want to lose weight? Be healthy. One reason is because my flap keeps calling Pizza Hut by mistake. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't call you. My fat called you. And uh, that's <laughs> being able to zip those pants. That's a huge reason. Yeah. Yes. Go shopping anymore. I need to get this weight up. Okay. So purpose is <laughs> a, your why is great. So that your why in there is important. But in that, every single one of those areas is affected by your mind. Every single mm. thing has to do with your mind, right? Mm. How you think you will act. God tells us that in the Bible. So if you think on it, it's going to happen. So we need to pre-program our mind before we come around temptation. And so that again comes in with our godly meditation, our godly anchoring. If I help program your mind as a guided uh, meditation for you, teaching you how to do this, I'm going to help you see Nazareth drinking water eating the fruits and vegetables. Look at the beautiful colors. Look at the peppers and how God created this. Look at how you, uh, the beautiful meats that you get to choose from. As you prepare them, you feel so spiritual. You feel whole, you feel well. You feel energy coming into your body by eating those things. No longer do you crave anything like sugar and cake and any of the things, maybe alcohol and the things that are not good for you. No longer do you crave those because when you think 
of those, that coming into your body, you see it deteriorating your body, you see it removing your goals. And so, but you, on the other hand, visualize yourself whole, complete, rising up with energy, boldness, power. Your mind is strong. People look to you. They want to know what you're doing because you can do it because you've got a strong mind. So that programming is going to help mm. prepare it. Every diet's different. Not everyone's going to be on a keto. Some people are vegan. Some are different things. But whatever it is, everyone usually has the intention to want to eat better, whatever that is for them. So whatever it is for them, we want to help create a vision. That's what we call vision therapy. We want to create a vision and give a godly meditation set to music so that you can relax your mind. And then we record it for you because faith comes by hearing. So the more that you hear this, the more that your narration is going to say that to you. Because if you say to yourself, I'm probably just going to eat the cake, you know, I always lose it, you know, I'm fat anyways, I'm this and that. Your narration is going to drive you. But if instead you're like, you know what? I have great control. I have great power. I am strong. I can do all things in Christ. I see myself eating these beautiful fruits and vegetables. Look at the creativity of God as he made this beautiful strawberry. And you become more spiritual by the way you eat. I like eating healthy. <laughs> you know, those feelings, I get them only in the drive-thru of in and out That's the only time I get them. But, <laughs> but, but with all seriousness, what do you say to a Christian who said, oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. You're meditating, you're opening your mind now to the devil to get in and to, and where does it say in the Bible as you think, you know, uh, so it will be, where is, where, can you, can you help those doubt, doubting Thomases right now? Uh, yeah. Well, I would say that a number one, there is a right and wrong way to do it. There is. And so obviously God's word is where we stand on first. Yes. And so there is godly meditation. God gave us our minds and our imagination for a reason. He gave us our minds so that we could create. You are creating your day by what you think about every single thing. If you wake up and you think, oh, I'm depressed or this and that, you're creating your day. And so it's a very, very biblical approach to take what God gave us, which is our mind and our imagination and program it towards him. And there are many methods in the ways that we do that. We do that through prayer, because when we're praying, we are having focused attention with prayer. That's what prayer is. It's focused attention. We're focused on the Lord. We're asking the Holy Spirit. We're focusing on what God is doing. Prayer is definitely a way to do that. Worship, music programs our mind. The more that we hear a song over and over again, and how great thou art, how great thou art, we're going to say it. We're going to believe it. We're going to think it. I say that it's a choice of what you allow to come in. And if you want to call it brainwashing, I say, allow the blood of Jesus to wash my brain. So I'm making a choice about what I will allow to program my mind. So just by relaxing yourself and using music to program your mind through godly meditation, it is a great practice. And I know that there are people that feel very legalistic or frightened. I remember I had a client one time that really was fearful about visualizing herself holding God's hand. And I would say, as a mother, with my child away, if my child visualized me holding their hand so that they could be courageous to do what they needed to do, I would say, 
Hallelujah. That is beautiful. And I know God feels the same way with his children. He's like, look at you meditating on me and the good things that I can do in your life. I gave you your mind. I'm so happy you are doing it that way. Just our intention, our approach is what is godly and biblical or not. Amen. What is, before we get to the other three areas that we talk, the six areas you talk about, what is the funniest thing happened to you with a patient or someone that came to you? <laughs> Something that you... Oh remember. my gosh. Um, well, let's see. That's an off the cuff thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> for sure. I've had funny things. They're not, some things are funny, not funny, right? <laughs> right. right. That's like, not what that's we look funny, for as comedians. Funny. So, uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. I can't really think right now because I think that um, some things are really kind of sad. They think that they're funny, but they're not. They're just kind of sad. Um, <laughs> Go ahead, throw one. <laughs> I'm, I'm a comedian. Way. I love air. <laughs> If you well, think of one, I, if you think odd, odd things are, you know, things that, that are not funny. I think odd more is a word for me. You know, when somebody comes in and they just want something that's completely not in aligned with what God would want for them in their life, you know, I and see. so with, with a little humor, I'm like, okay, like, uh, do you really think that that's what God wants for you in your life? Or let's redirect it back to where it is. Um, yeah. So okay. I, I'll have to think on that. <laughs> Okay, while we're talking about relationship and all that, what do you tell a single person who is, you know, you did something great on Facebook. You said to go from fear to faith or or no, no, before I get to fear to faith, rejection. You know, yeah. there's a lot of people right now, they lost their job. They have to settle for a different job, like less job where they're like more like UPS or something else where they feel this is not my qualification. This is much lower. I feel rejected by losing my job mm -hmm. or a single person who's just like, they love the Lord, they're serving the Lord, but they feel nobody's approaching me. And with this pandemic, I, I feel rejected. What do you say yeah, to those for people? Sure. Not, it, it, there's nothing more heartbreaking than when you feel rejected. That's a really sad thing. One of the number one things to remember is that rejection is God's protection. He's mm. protecting you. And so if you feel rejected by something, know that it's God protecting you. Whenever he is closing a door for something, it is because he's protecting you from something else. If he's closing a door on the, a job, he is protecting you and he's going to deliver you to something that's even better. So shift the mindset from thinking that someone's closing a door on me to your mind here there's another door waiting for me to enter and mm. go into. And so it's really a shift of pers uh, perspective. It's uh, like, you know, thinking this, say, for example, you have a group of friends and they're out partying, they're doing stuff, they're going out drinking and doing things, and they didn't invite you to the party. And that is God's protection over you because he wow. doesn't want you out partying wow. with those people anyways. <sighs> He doesn't want you there with them. Or if there's some guy that is just hurtful and he's rejected you, he doesn't want to call you anymore. That's God's protection because he doesn't want that for you. He wants someone that's going to come in and nurture your heart and protect it and bless it and encourage it and giving you words. So shift your mindset set and begin looking for God's blessings instead. Look for the beautiful path of where God would have you be. Get into God's word. And, you know, oftentimes, well, most of the time, we operate from this 
false sense of identity. So if we're operating from, I'm so rejected, that person hurt me, that person hurt me, I'm so rejected, you're going to be vulnerable and you're going to look for uh, love in the wrong places. And that's going to cause further rejection. So what you need to get into your mind is continually to think, I am accepted. I am loved. God calls me treasure. He calls me precious. He calls me beautiful. He says I'm his own. And when you get that into your heart, into your mind, you know, you're loved, you know, you're protected. You're going to be looking for that person that's going to love you and protect you instead of looking for rejection. So be careful because we really do. I know it's a new age philosophy, but really God said it first. Anyways, he said, don't fear because what happens is when we fear, we start to move closer to fear is when we move towards faith, we move closer to faith. So if we are focused on rejection, we move closer to rejection. Whereas if we're focused on acceptance and love, we're going to move closer to acceptance and love. The same thing. This is powerful. This is powerful. Thank you. The, you know, rejection is God's protection. Oh, I want to tell my kids that when they go, oh, I wasn't invited or how come I'm yeah. not dating anybody right now? It's God's protection for now. That's amazing. Right. Okay. And what's both? the area number? Oh, I'm sorry. It's go okay. Ahead. I just wanted to add one more thing is that one of the things we do is we become in a victim mentality when we're rejected. Also switch that and become the victor and say, who can I go out and bless today? Who can I go out and make feel love today? Become the leader. Don't become just the follower, the one that gets rejected. Wow. No, that's not for you. God has victory for you. So become the leader in it. Go, you know what? Rejection hurts. I don't want to be like that. I'm going to go out and bless somebody. I'm going to help them feel loved. I'm going to help them feel accepted. And it will pour out into you because God says he causes the sun to shine on those that, you know, blessings will come unto those who bless. So every time I give somebody a blessing, when I'm working with a client, it comes back to me. So go out and bless people to be accepted and it will come back to you. Wow. That's, that's wonderful. That's powerful. I love that. Okay. We, so we covered three areas of the six. We covered spiritual we covered the relation, we covered the physical. What's the other three? Emotional, emotional. Emotional, health. let's talk so, about emotional. Yeah, how do you keep yourself emotionally healthy? Again, everything overlaps. So I would say the very number one first step is to really make sure your spiritual walk is good because God will bless you. He will give you the joy each and every morning. Um, but of course there are habits that help us to feel more joyful, including spiritual habits, but getting outside because the outdoors matter, it does bless you. God created the sunshine and the nature and stuff for you to experience it. So if you aren't experiencing the outdoors, get out with God. He made it for you to get outside and experience it. And remember that the way that you eat affects the way that you feel. So if you're eating healthy and well, you're going to feel more healthy and well in your mind, you're going to feel more powerful and just beautiful and clean. And the words you speak over yourself affect your emotions. If you're saying things like, I am stupid, I am not good enough. First of all, in our godly anchoring, we teach I am. So I am is God. I am is it first of all comes with God. So isn't it interesting when you use the words I am, it, it comes before anything else. I am beautiful. I am courageous. It comes before anything else. So right. God comes before you. 
Remember that. So when you say I am, know that it's God going before you. And also mm. when you say the words I am, make sure they identify with who God says you are. I am powerful. I am courageous. I am victorious. And so make sure they are who God says you are. Now, this is life and we feel things. So if you want to say, I am feeling sad, that's normal. But you're speaking into your mind that feelings shift and change. So I am feeling upset. Okay. That's a feeling. It's normal. And so I am feeling because when you say that to yourself, you know, that feelings shift and change, but identity doesn't. So I am make sure it identifies with who God says you are. Never say things like I am stupid or I am afraid or I am this. Make sure it identifies with who God says that you are. Wow. That is powerful. And so emotional that that's number four. Number five is your career that affects career. and so isn't that interesting your career we talked about job loss right and that has affected yeah. people emotionally job losses things like that or if you're in a job that you feel stuck and you feel like you're not going anywhere it's not giving you purpose it's not giving you meaning so what we do day in and day out really affects other areas in our life it affects our relationships it affects the way we feel whether we feel like we're leaving a purpose a legacy behind and if we're doing impactful work and so it's important to explore your career and if it is working for you or not you might need a career shift you might need to develop a hobby so we need to see and with us we say career slash ministry because mm. we believe that what you are doing with your work is part of god's plan for you and blessing other people so it's always ministry if you're a mailman you can be in ministry if you're working at the the supermarket you're in ministry and so we believe that just interacting with people is ministry and so we want to really focus on how are we doing ministry how are we doing our career our work that's amazing so i love what you said you said if you are a job where you you don't like it well right now you know jobs are limited and people you know, are afraid to leave their job. But so you say, pick up a hobby and also use it as a ministry. That, right. That's and so it, that's, again, a mind shift. So let's just say you're in a job. You can't afford to leave it right now. You can't right. afford to. You feel stuck. All these feelings, this negativity is surrounding your job. Possibly it's a mind shift, a perspective shift that you need to see your job as ministry and that you are making an impact on the people that you are seeing and witnessing to each and every day. So having that mind shift might even just be the subtle things that people need to feel fulfilled in a job that they might not like. And so maybe it's that mind shift that they need and then to develop something that they could do additionally as a hobby so that they can keep the money the income that they have and then they have fulfillment with things like you know uh going out golfing on the weekends or going out and doing other things and we like to say coaching of course because in our ministry yki coaching we need coaches god wants coaches god has called us to go and make disciples of all nations and so mm -hmm. we feel like a coach is a disciple and so in my opinion every single person every single christian rather should be a coach so every single christian needs to be coaching and mentoring and helping someone and so we train and equip people to do that because let's just say you're in a job that that's not really fulfilling for you Additionally, you could be coaching so that you're making an impact on somebody's life and really bringing that fulfillment and that um, 
purpose in your life that you need. God knows that we need that. He has designed us to have purpose and he has designed us to go and make disciples. So the more that we can coach and relate to people and help other people, the more that we're going to live a fulfilled life. So how can you, how can someone like become a coach? Now you've had, uh, you, you've uh, an education in psychology, I'm assuming, or all that to be able to, to get to that level. Well, no, I haven't had an education in psychology. I, um, I always find it very interesting because the beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord. And so Amen. God gives us wisdom in the Bible. And I feel like some of the top psychologists, if they're not Christian, they don't have God's word. They really don't have any power at all. They don't have the ability to help somebody in my opinion. Um, and so I believe that God's word has the power to help and to change people. So, um, you went out just for a minute. Yes, there. let me let me see. Okay, let oh, me. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> oh no, let me let me change the cam. So okay, well, let's see. That's even better. Okay, okay here back. we go. Okay, so all right, I'm back. To answer your question. So I've had the 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 training in like counseling and um, life coaching, NLP, those different trainings that we've talked about already. But um, the really great news is that we offer and incredible training. We offer Christ-centered coach training, and it's all been professionally videotaped that you can take incrementally like 20 minutes a day and take that and receive the information that you need to be able to help other people. It's uh, equipped with all the worksheets, everything that you need to be able to coach in the method that we use. And if you don't decide to coach professionally, you can use it for improving your own life and helping to improve other people's lives. So let's just say you're a mom, you take this training, you become a better mom because you understand how to work with your children and how to help lead them to the Lord and keep them involved with the Lord. Um, so that being said, coaches don't need the answers. They only need the questions. They only need a format, how to work with things, how to do an evaluation, how to have communication through questions, how to understand how people learn. All that stuff is taught through this program, which is I believe every single person on the planet needs, whether they're Christian or not, but especially if you're Christian, we want to help you gain the rapport with people so you can leave them with Christ. And I, I imagine that people on this call have loved ones that have not come to the Lord yet. I've had the beautiful privilege of bringing my, um, my sister, my soon to be next sister next month to the Lord, my grandfather. So people within my family, which is usually harder. And then of course, clients and other people and friends that I've been able to help bring to the Lord. And I do that through rapport and through the coaching method that we do. That is amazing. That is amazing. Especially like you said something, uh, or we shared area, uh, people right now with the election going, maybe not the way they want. And uh, a lot of people in the last few years looked at Christians as where, uh, you know, we're, we're supporting this kind of, you know, president, and therefore we have no credibility with them. So you're saying it's this is our time right now to build report reports yeah. with people to be able to share the good news with them and yeah, help them. So, however the election turned out for you, whatever side that you were on, the most important thing that you can do is have respect for other people. God has called us to that. 
to respect other people, to gain this rapport with them, to uh, Paul was the best in scripture at gaining rapport. He became like the Jew to win the Jew, like the Greek to win the Greek. So he was all things to all people to win them to Christ. We never sin to win, but we definitely come in connection and relate to people where they're at. So whatever political party that you're on, my suggestion to you would be the same as what God would say to you is to take on the servant's mentality and to gain empathy for the way other people see things and be able to gain a rapport with them so you can lead. And that's the only way you're going to win is to gain a rapport with somebody. You cannot, you cannot win anybody that you're not friends with. And so we need to be able to gain a rapport with other people in order to lead them to Christ. It's super important. And one of the things really helpful too is to be able to, you know, build a start a friendship with someone who completely disagrees with you, uh -huh. uh, you know, against yeah. you know we we seem to surround ourselves with a bubble of people that like minded, and then uh, we mm -hmm. think this is you know then we're not we're not at a you know we don't develop the the wisdom and the information to be able to not argue, but actually to share our, our opinion with others because everybody agrees with us. So we're fine. So I love that. I love that building rapport. And uh, so let's cover the, the, there's one more missing, right? We talked about spiritual, we talked about relational, we talked about physical, we talked about emotional, we talked about career. One more. Finances. Finance. Finances. Oh, that's, yeah, Let's talk money. about money right now. And so our money really, um, we self-sabotage ourselves a lot with money. Uh, a lot of people come from a poverty mentality. And so yeah. that really can affect the way that you do things. They feel like nothing matters. And so they just spend and it doesn't matter because they don't have very much. And so it's so contrary to biblical uh, speaking about money, which God says, when you're faithful with a little, he will give you much. And so I teach, I, I uh, volunteer at the OC Rescue Mission and I work with um, oh. women there that have been uh, trafficked in order to help them gain back their identity and their purpose. And I, I have developed a material for them called Born to Bloom. And um, one of the things when they're there, they have zero money. And so for me to talk to them about money shows credibility. So what I wanna say to you is the same things I would say to them. They have no money, but they have a mind and they can begin to develop their mind on how they will treat money. Think of your children when they're little, they don't have any money, but you begin to teach them how to think about money. So say your child comes to you and your child says, you know what, mom, I'm going to save 10% of my money and I'm going to uh, give 10% of my money and I'm going to spend 80%. You're going to, oh my gosh, this child knows what they're doing. I'm going to bless them with more money. And it's the same concept for you. And so we need to be able to develop financial habits and be able to develop a financial mind so that we can be blessed with more. That's one aspect of it. So intellect, and it's easy to gain intellect. It's not hard. It's just a matter of knowing where your money is going to go. So begin to learn about money. Most another important aspect is how you speak to yourself about money. I'll never be able to do it. 
I'll never have money. My parents didn't have money. I can't do this. You know, I'm stupid. And if you say all those things over yourself, you're never going to be able to succeed. If instead you say over yourself, I am learning about money. I am going to be so equipped with money because I'm going to give back. I'm going to be the giver. And that's what God has told us in the Bible, that we are going to be the giver and not the taker. And so really begin to speak over yourself life about money. And as you do that, the same concept with everything else. So like, let's just use the analogy back again with rejection. If you feel rejected, you're going to experience more rejection. If you feel a poverty mindset, you're going to have more poverty in your life. But if you feel like you're going to do it, you're going to make it, you're going to attract those people in your life that are going to be holy relationships that are going to help you and bless you because they're going to see it in you. So we have to have that confidence and that mindset that says we are victorious over our finances. Amen. Let me play devil's advocate again, or Thomas, doubting Thomas. Okay. Uh, what do you say to the statement says we're we're here to die to ourselves and all we're talking about how to improve ourselves here. What do you say to that? Oh, self, like less focus on self. Self-denial and less focus on self. Yeah, I would say that that's all about worth, you know, and uh, about how you feel yourself worth because God says to love God and love others as you do yourself, which means that you have to love yourself or you're not going to be able to love others because how can you love others if you don't love yourself? So let's just say I'm completely sabotaging myself and I just think that everything is bad and I'm just doing this. How can I then go and bless somebody? Because I'm going to teach them to do the same thing that I'm doing to myself. So, but if instead I say, you know what? You're a daughter of the king. You are victorious, courageous. You are worth it. You are treasured. You are valuable. I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to put on nice clothes and I'm going to want to do the same thing for you. Oh, that's good. That's good. Now, as you know, there's a saying that the door of the carpenter is broken. You know, that's an a Middle Eastern saying, like sometimes as coaches, do you, do you guys, does this apply? Do you apply all this? Do you, is that this? saying is very unfamiliar to me. So you're going to have to explain that. Saying okay. <laughs> what, what I'm saying is like, you know, the carpenter who goes out and helps people to fix their doors oh. and furniture, his oh, own yeah. home is, is broken oh. and doesn't have, you know, they need carpentry work. Oh, yeah. I would say 100% not. No, we are very victorious people. Um, we have just added a fifth coach, which is a male, our first male. Uh, I've been doing coaching for 10 years. For the last five years, we've been training coaches. And we especially really vet and work on the people that are on our team. So they're 100% solid, really believing in the Lord. Uh, one of our coaches is a single mom of four. She's put all four of her kids through college and she is victorious and doing great as a coach. Amen. And so every single one of our coaches are hundred percent well. Um, I could not go out and bless you if I weren't blessed myself. I would not be able to teach you about these things if I didn't have them in myself, because I would be too busy, uh, we're feeling sorry for myself or somewhere in the corner and stuff. And I wouldn't be able to do the things that I do for the Lord. If I was feeling anywhere of un unwellness, it's a broken world. And I would say that I'm not perfect because that would be wrong. 
Um, I definitely have experienced my challenges, but I think that that's one of the things that gives me great power and strength is because God has taken the things that have been weak in my life and has helped me overcome them. And because I get real with you and share some of the things that I've overcome, you see that I'm a person and I can do it, which means you can do it too. Because God said that for the same comfort that he's given to me, that I should go out and give it to you. And that's what I want to do. I want to show God's grace. I want to show how he takes somebody like me who was broken and has made me whole. And the same with you. If you're broken, you're going to be whole too, because I'm going to help you do it. <laughs> I'll help you. That's amazing. Now, what, how, how much time does it take from someone walking into your door and say, okay, help me as a coach until you get to a point where they're healthy and now they're able to coach themselves or, or be able to have a normal life? Well, you know, the answer is always different, of course, for everyone. But I will tell you this, uh, for the, the ministry that I do at the, 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 the mission, I, I can't use the name because then you might. Yeah. Anyways, um, the ministry work that I do over for these women, it's a seven week course. And at the end, every single one of them experienced hundred percent healing. So wow. it doesn't take a long time. I think that anybody that tells you that this, oh, this is going to take years. I think that that's wrong. I would say the very first time that you come into my office and step away, whether that office is virtual by phone or actually physically in the office, the very first encounter that you will have, you will experience the love of God and you will feel better after the first session because we help you to experience it. And we do that through godly meditation and teaching you some tools that you can do on your own. So because we give you tools anchoring and because we give you certain things, you're going to be immediately getting better. And then that's the goal. Better first day, week later, even better, even better. And so then that, that timing is all on your own and how far you want to take yourself to better. That, that's right. And now how, how about, okay, how feasible is that? I mean, is it, uh, can people afford those seven weeks or to attend? Um, yes. Uh, well, absolutely. So our, our, suggested donation. We are a nonprofit ministry. Oh, you are a nonprofit. Our, our, our suggested donation is $95 an hour. And I know that there are some people that cannot afford that and we want to help all people. So what I would say to you is just call us, just email us. We'll work with you. We want to help you and we will do everything that we can to make sure that you are taken care of in that. Um, so I do understand that there are people with the job losses and things, and we want to make sure you're taken care of. So definitely come and, and, and visit us. And if you're somebody that wants to coach other people, uh, or wants to go through our training, I want you to know that I just made a, uh, a coupon for you, you who is online today, because you know, Nazareth, um, our normal program that sells at 297, I took 200 off of it and you get it for 97. Wow. Only for you today who are listening to that. And all you need to do is enter YKI because we are YKI coaching. I know there's no letters on here, but it's YKI coaching.com. Okay. And if you go on there for our training and just enter the letters YKI, you'll get $200 off and you'll be able to take the whole training for only $97. And how long does the training take? The, well, there's 14 videos. And uh -huh. so you can take it at your own pace. And each video is about 20 minutes long. So it shouldn't take you any longer than two weeks maximum. I would say you could get it all done in a week. The very, you know, you get it all done really quickly. 
This is amazing. So if you're a live with Naz uh, fan and you're watching this the Life There for All podcast, you have the special deal where you can call. We never, ever before mentioned money for any show. But you know what? This is a great uh, generous deal. So if yeah. you want to take start coaching people and helping people, that's a good way to start. But if you want to take those the hourly, like let's say you're as a patient, how many hours do you need an average person, an average, I know there's cases, to be able seven hours? Is it more? To, it... Uh, to experience healing? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Uh, well, the same answer is it like the, after the first session depends on where you are. If you're a super depressed person that has just been, you know, down for a long time, God can heal you quickly like that. I never, ever want to plant the seeds of labeling somebody to say, it's going to take you this amount of time. God can heal you in one session and it can be fast. And you're going to learn tools that you can take home to yourself to learn how to, to coach yourself and work on these things. But you can also continue on and, and just get better and better. So, uh, you know, if you spent a couple months, you'll be just on fire and ready to go just flying through the world because you'll be so Amen. happy and healthy. And I wanted to tell you about one more thing on Facebook. I know you're here on Facebook, but I have a Facebook group that I go on practically every day. And I give you tools of how to help bring your loved ones and your friends and those that you want to the Lord. Because I have evangelized and helped other people come to know the Amen. Lord. I want to help you know how to do that. And I want to help you learn how to gain forward other people so you can do that because that's my whole purpose is spreading god's kingdom helping other people to get saved of course we want the saved people completely well and i want to help you do that too so wow lots of great things for you and that coaching group is called a coach for christ a so that's, a that's coach for christ a coach for christ so my new book that's coming out in january yes. is a coach for christ and so I'm super excited about that. And so I teach you all these different tools, the NLP tools, how to gain rapport with other people, how to listen, how to uh, learn how they learned and to see things from their perspective, how to uh, settle misunderstandings so that if somebody feels like you've come on too strong and teaching them God's word, how to settle misunderstandings so that you can build that rapport back up and really help them. And so I'm, I'm believing for these things in my my own life with my personal family and I know that there is going to be another sister coming to the Lord next month and I'm really uh, praying for the same thing for my mom and I just know that she's going to come all the way to the Lord so it's exciting and I hope to share that journey with you on a coach for Christ so if you'll join me in Facebook you'll get to see the different things that I'm doing within my own family that's amazing how can people get a hold of you um, just going to ykicoaching.com is, is one of the ways, but definitely through that, you'll see the different coaches. You'll see me on there. So it's um, my email also, which is Earl at mac.com. I have all, I don't want to give you too many emails, but if you just go on there, you'll find me on, just remember YKI coaching. You'll see YKI my coaching. Perfect. Yeah. Lavon, thank you so much. This is really, really helpful. I personally was helped by by what you say today and, and if in one hour. So thank you so much. I would love to have you back on the show, uh, you know, as things progress here and we'll see where 
what's going on with the pandemic, I would love to have you back to share oh, with us. Thank I you love so it. much. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been absolutely a pleasure. And I just, I enjoyed seeing you and I got to see you on the, uh, the comedy show. It was super fun. You do such a great job bringing lightness and laughter and, and we all want to feel that joy. So I hope to, to see your viewers. I hope to have them come and, and have some testimonies. I think that would be fun the next time with some testimonies. Amen. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah. And God bless you. I appreciate Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you, Laban. Have a great YKI day. YKI Coaching. YKI Coaching. And then they can go on the Facebook group. It's called A Coach for Christ. Mm-hmm. For Christ. And be able to to listen and join and, and listen to and watch Levon give some wisdom to you. So thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You okay. too. Bye-bye. And also, if you're, if you're watching the, and listening to this podcast, remember every weeknight at 8.30 p.m. on uh, Comedian Nazareth on Facebook, you can enjoy an hour live with Naz, quarantine in Corona, where you can become the comedian. Love you guys. Thank you for watching and listening, and have a blessed day. God bless.